welcome to Reiki Radio. If this is your first time tuning in, my name is Yolanda and I am thankful to have all of you with me today. I know so many people are running around like crazy preparing for tomorrow and so I really appreciate you taking the time to enjoy the show. Um, The holidays, it's just such a chaotic time of the year with Thanksgiving and Christmas and then we have New Year's coming and I know that all of this can be very overwhelming, but for just right now, for the next 30 minutes, we are going to release all of the holiday energy and just relax in this space. So again, I welcome you to Reiki Radio. If you want to join the conversation today, if you have any questions, you can call 323-679-0953. So... Today we're talking about Reiki, and um, if you're able to, if you're not driving, if you're in a space where you can just get really comfortable and relax, go ahead and get yourself settled now, because we will be doing um, some meditation exercises a little later in the show. Um, You know, I was thinking about, you know, today and this releasing the holiday energy and just being very present with you and for the show and settling into this space. And I've actually been releasing a lot of energy this week. And I have noticed that a lot of people have been reaching out to me because they're going through the same thing. And, you know, I have my moments when I intentionally work on healing very specific things. But this week, it seems like a lot has been coming up for acknowledgement and healing. And it's been very interesting. And I bring it up because I do want to remind those of you listening, if you are going through your own healing process right now, take some time to really acknowledge your perspective around whatever it is that you're holding on to. And then, of course, you want to remember to move into a neutral space so that you can allow yourself to see or try to understand the perspectives of other people involved. So once we do that, we're then able to bring in some energy of forgiveness for you know, ourselves and also send some energy of forgiveness to anyone else that you may feel ready to forgive. And in all of this, within that space, it allows us to move more easily into gratitude. So then, of course, you know, we want to give thanks for our lessons, maybe give thanks for the interactions or the exchanges that we had, whatever it is that you can acknowledge as a highlight or something that supported your growth and where you are now. Um, actually, I had a student calling me a few days ago and she's going through a growth period and she was asking me how I personally deal with challenging situations without breaking down. And, you know, it's so funny. I think because, um, you know, of the information I share and what I do and what I practice, a lot of people have the assumption that I'm just, you know, like, I'm not affected by life. But the truth is that I do have my own moments of, you know, breakdown. But because of the work 
that I've done on myself over the years and because of what I continue to practice every day, I'm more resilient than I used to be. You know, we are all human and there will be things that hurt us and we'll experience moments of anger and this, of course, is very natural, but how we deal with our emotions is what matters most and what we do with those energies is very important and we all have choice. You know, we talk about this on Reiki Radio all the time. We can harbor our hurt and react in anger or we can acknowledge what we feel and why we feel whatever it is and then we can choose how to respond in a way that's beneficial to our own growth and to the situation as a whole. So just keep that in mind if you are going through your own growth period right now or if you're working on healing anything in your life. So we're going to stop there about that. I mean, of course, we could talk about that all day, but today's show, again, is all about Reiki. So we're going to talk about that now. Um, I get emails all the time from people wanting to know how to improve their Reiki practice. So today I'm going to answer the most common questions I receive and I want to give you some tips with your own practice. So first, I guess we'll start with, um, you know, one of the most common things that people want to know how to become a better practitioner. So if you've completed Reiki Level 1 or even Reiki Level 2, a lot of people... um, want to know how they can be the best practitioner possible. And a lot of times the assumption is that there's something they should be doing differently in their sessions. And we will talk about that a little later. But more importantly, if you are doing Reiki or being of service to people in any capacity, it's really important that you take care of you first. So for all of you Reiki practitioners out there, you want to make sure that you use Reiki on yourself every day. You want to work on your own stuff and really allow yourself the space and time for personal healing and growth. Um, You know, a lot of people think once they complete the classes like level one or level two, that they are supposed to then just jump into doing work on others. And of course, it's so important to practice on other people. But more than anything, um, it is really good to do the work on yourself so that you can heal your stuff. And the more healing that you do for you, the better space you'll hold when helping other people. Now, another thing that comes up around this, um, I get a lot of questions about, what to do when you're working on someone and whatever their issue is, is also similar to something that you're going through. Now, this is something I tell to Reiki students and even the students I have in the intuition training. You don't want to get caught up in your client's story. So, you know, of course, you're going to find that other people are trying to heal the same things that you're working on. But if you're doing Reiki for someone else, You don't want your feeling to get the best of you. You really want to hold space for them. 
And again, that's why it's so important to work on yourself. It'll really help you to remain in a neutral space when you're working on others. And speaking of which, um, you know, you want to really check in with yourself and acknowledge where you're at before working on someone else. Because you don't want to um, work on someone when you're upset. Now, I know this can be something that's really challenging for practitioners because, you know, we're experiencing life just like everyone else. But you do want to be very mindful of the type of energy you're bringing into sessions. So for that, I recommend that you meditate and work on your own energy and clear your space before working on clients. Um, I Before the sessions that I have, I always take, I try to take at least 30 minutes to prepare. And within that time frame, I go into a meditative space and I clear myself energetically and I also prepare the space that I'm going to work in. So you want to clear your space beyond, you know, just yourself. You want to clear the space that you're going to work in um, where you're going to perform the Reiki. You can clear the energies out of the room. Now, with this topic, a lot of people ask me how to do this, and a lot of people like to sage. This is very common. Now, one of the things with sage, um, I do recommend airing out the sage before your clients show up. And one of the reasons is because some people don't like the smell of it, and Secondly, some people have a reaction to the smoke. Some people have an allergy to smoke. So you want to keep that in mind as well. But one of the most important things, if you are going to use sage as a way to clear your space, keep in mind that your intention is huge. It's not just about lighting the sage and just you know waving it around the room. You want to have a clear intention for clearing your space and clearing um, that whichever energies you want to release from that environment. And for the Reiki practitioners, you can even draw Reiki symbols around the room with the sage. So you can put the Reiki symbols in each corner of your space. You can put them in the very center of the room. And of course, because you're releasing energy, you also want to have the intention of bringing in energy that you want to fill that space with and um, also raising the vibration of the room. So keep that in mind. It's really good to set intention before your session. Um, and that can be something as simple as that the session be done in the highest and best way for the client, that they receive exactly what it is that they need to receive for this um, Reiki session. Um, you know, speaking of clients, I get a lot of times, too, that um, some people don't know what how to prepare for their sessions. And... Aside from clearing your space and clearing your environment and doing all of those things, you also want to check in with whomever you're going to work on. So you want to know if they have any point of focus. You want to know why they're coming to you for Reiki in the first place. 
and it's also good to tell them what to expect. So if you are someone who practices with doing light touch or hands hovering, whichever way you do it, you want to go over that with them, one, to make sure that they're okay with, you know, light touch, Um, but also that they're aware that sometimes your hands will hover. If people don't know this in advance, they may think that you're done because you took your hands off of them. And you can also involve your clients in the process. Before you start the session, you can have a conversation with them about what it is that they want to release or what it is, again, you know, their point of focus may be. Um, That's very important. I think it helps a lot in their sessions when we do this. And you want to make sure that they are very comfortable in whatever position they're in. Now, some people practice Reiki only having the client lie on their back. And that may be fine, but some people aren't comfortable on their back. Some people want to be on their stomach. And if you um, plan on having them do both, you want to check in to make sure that they're okay with whatever position you plan to do. And you can also use pillows and um, things like that to help with their comfort. But one of the things I want to point out for practitioners that's so important is your own comfort. You want to make sure that you are comfortable during during your Reiki section. Tongue tied, sorry. During your Reiki sessions, um, whether you're standing, sitting, whatever it is, you want to make sure that the extension of your arms and the placement of your hands, everything is very comfortable for you so that you can concentrate on what it is that you're feeling and the flow of energy or whatever is is going on in the session. Now, I want to make sure that we do this exercise because the next two topics are um, one of the big, big questions that I get or two of the big questions that I get. One is knowing which energy is yours and which energy is not when you're working with people and then also how to strengthen the flow of energy through you and through your hands. So if you are somewhere where you can close your eyes, if you're not driving, I want you to get into a comfortable position, and we're going to do a meditation um, exercise together so that you can get the answer to both of these. So go ahead and get comfortable and close your eyes. And if you can, have your feet flat on the floor and sit as straight as possible, whatever is most comfortable for you. And then start to take a few deep cleansing breaths just to allow yourself to relax and settle into your space. And each time you exhale, I want you to allow your shoulders to fall. Just release any tension from your body. And be very aware of your physical space. And then once you feel relaxed, I want you to call yourself back into your body. So any energies that you've left scattered all over the day, Just call yourself back into your space and see if you can feel or sense yourself reintegrating back into your body.
and just breathe your energy in and let it settle. And then I want you to see your grounding cord start to form. And you can start to see your grounding cord form from the base of your spine. And you can see this as a hollow cord. And as you breathe, you want to see it start to move down through the seat beneath you, down through the floor. And on your breath, just let it move with ease down through the earth. And you can make this cord nice and wide. It can be as wide as your entire body. And just let it flow down until you reach the center of the earth. And you can see that as a ball of white light. And once you're connected with the earth energy, I want you to anchor in. So you can see little anchors at the bottom of your grounding cord so that you're really connected into that earth energy. And then I want you to bring your awareness to your auric field surrounding your body. And I want you to start to release any energies that you're holding on to that don't belong to you any conversations that you had throughout the day, anything prior to this moment, just let it all go. So you can start to feel gravity pulling all of these energies out of your space and let them flow down your body, down your aura, out of your chakras, down into the grounding cord and let it all just flow down into earth for healing and release. Let it flow with ease on your breath. If anything feels stuck, just breathe into that energy and allow it to release. Then I want you to start to see or feel or sense two cords coming up from the center of the earth and breathe those two cords up through the earth, up through the floor, and let them connect with the soles of your feet. And then you breathe that earth energy all the way back up into your body. Let it flow up through your feet. Breathe it up into your legs, over your knees, up your thighs. Just so you can really connect with that earth energy and be grounded into this space. And then bring your awareness about 24 inches above your crown. I want you to start to breathe down some white light, universal life force energy. This can be from source. It can be from the cosmos. Just envision this light coming down from beyond the clouds as far up as your imagination will allow you to go. And start to see this white light streaming down through your crown, feel it move down your face, the back of your head, feel it move down your throat, your arms, your body, and let this energy move down all the way to your feet. 
completely fill yourself up with this universal life force energy and feel it cleansing your space with each breath feel new revitalizing energy coming into your space and then as you exhale I want you to breathe this energy out into your auric field so see this white light start to completely fill your space and surround you filling your aura and then I want you to notice how far your aura is from your body what does this look like or feel like? And on your next breath, I want you to expand your aura out. Breathe it out at least 10 feet away from your physical body. So you can see this bubble of light surrounding you, but 10 feet away from you. And then on the next breath, I want you to pull your aura in. Breathe it all the way in. Bring it in really close, about one inch away from your physical body. And as you pull it in, I want you to squeeze out any energy that doesn't belong to you. Feel those energies releasing from your space. And then let the aura breathe back out about two feet around you. And just sit with that for a moment. Notice what you feel. And then I want you to call all of your energy back to you again. So any energy that you've left scattered through the day, feel your energy flow through your physical body and then feel it fill your entire auric space. Completely surround yourself in your energy. Now I want you to notice what your energy feels like. So allow yourself to breathe and relax. Just really sink into your energy. And think about how you would describe what it is you feel right now. What does it feel like in this bubble of your personal space? Now I want you to bring your awareness outside of your aura. So just let your awareness float in the room that you're in or the environment that you're in. And notice what it feels like in that space. What is that energy like? And notice if it feels different from yours, and if so, what's the difference? Okay, then bring your awareness back into your space. And you're going to keep your eyes closed. Now, that exercise is just for you to have an awareness of what your energy feels like versus energy outside of you. And you can practice that again after the show. But for now, we're going to do another exercise so that you can feel what it is like to increase the flow of Reiki for yourself. <laughs> 
So like I said, keep your eyes closed. And we're going to take another deep breath just to release anything that we just did. Let that energy flow out of your space. Make sure that you are in your body. Acknowledge your presence within your physical body. And then again, I want you to bring your awareness up through the clouds, up through the universe, as far up beyond possibility. And tap into that universal life force energy. See it start to flow down. You can see this as beautiful white light coming in down through the universe down through the clouds and let it flow down into your crown and then I want you to bring your hands up into prayer position in front of your heart chakra at the very center of your chest and continue to breathe this light down and through your body and let it go all the way down to your navel feel this universal life force energy completely fill your space Breathe it back up. Let it go down your arms, into your hands. For you Reiki practitioners, have the intention of channeling Reiki and start to see or feel a ball of white light begin to form in between your palms. Just let that white light swirl around in between your hands. And release any effort with this. Just breathe and allow it to happen. And when you start to feel any sensation in your hands, If you feel them getting warm or start to tingle, you can begin letting your hands float away from each other, about an inch apart. And just keep your awareness in between your palms. And continue to focus on that ball of white light expanding in between your hands. You can feel it moving, growing, swirling. And as this white light starts to expand, let your hands float away from each other a little more. Notice what sensations you feel in between your hands. And then I want you to start to press in. Just gently press in against this energy. So let your hands press in and then pull back away. Notice what that ball of light feels like in between your hands. You can let your hands move back and forth like in a scissor motion. You can continue to press in on the energy and just allow that white light to continue to expand.
And then when you're ready, you can put that energy anywhere on your body where you feel it may be beneficial for you now. You can put it on one of your chakras. And then I want you to take a nice deep breath. Exhale to release. Let your shoulders fall. Start to wiggle your fingers and your toes. And when you're ready, you can gently open your eyes. And if you have water near you, take a sip of water. That'll help you ground. Okay, so doing an exercise like that, um, I call that a chi ball, C-H-I ball. So doing that will help you increase the flow of energy. And it also helps you to strengthen your palm chakras or increase the sensitivity of your palm chakras. So for those of you who do practice Reiki, you can do something like that, like five minutes a day. And the more you do it, the stronger you will feel the energy in between your hands. And again, you know, just taking a few minutes a day to do that for yourself will help you greatly with your practice and help you feel more confident about the way that energy is flowing through you. Um, We don't have that much time left on the show, so I do want to go through a few more questions that I've received about Reiki um, before we go tonight. Now, another question that I received by email is if you can drink alcohol or why people say don't drink alcohol before doing Reiki. Well, um, there are two things I want to share about that. One, um, I do tell my clients not to have alcohol or any recreational drugs at least 24 hours prior to having a session, and that's because there will be a lot of energy moving through them and for them. Um, For yourself as a practitioner, of course, you want to be a clear channel for energy. You want to be a clear conduit. But also, alcohol and um, things like that can really weaken our our auric space and our energy field, and it can leave you more susceptible to energies that aren't yours coming into your space. And you want to be um, energetically in a good space before you're working on someone. So you want to be um, just the clearest channel possible and and a very clear state of mind when you're working on someone else. Um, Another question I got is why do some people feel things during sessions and other people don't? and if there's something that the practitioner is doing wrong? And the answer to that is no. Um, Some people are just more sensitive to energies than others. So there will be people that you do sessions for, and they will, you know, see imagery and see colors. They may feel the energy moving through their body. They may have a very, um, like, tangible sensations in their um, in their session, while there will be people who are just very relaxed. It's very common for people to fall asleep (laughs) during a Reiki session. Um, But regardless of what their experience is, just trust and know that they got exactly what they needed for them during the session. And again, everyone's level of sensitivity is different when it comes to um, energy. And with that, I want to point out, for practitioners as well, there will be times where you personally sense and feel things um, more intensely than you may with other people, and that's fine too. 
every session won't be the same. So don't have this expectation that every time you do a session, you have to have these like amazing um, experiences that happen. Again, working in different with different energy with different people, time and time again, it'll be very different for you. But again, just knowing that um, the person that you're working on is getting exactly what they need for them as well as you getting what you need in the session as well. Um, Another common question is, do I have to protect myself before doing Reiki for other people? Now, some people do go through a process of protecting themselves energetically. Some people don't feel it's necessary. My opinion on this is that, um, you know, we're exchanging energies with each other all the time. So whether you're doing a Reiki session or you're just, you know, having a conversation with a friend, you're exchanging energies. Um, We encounter so many different energies all day, every day. So when working in someone else's space, part of my personal preparation, um, besides releasing energies and clearing my space and clearing the room that I'm working in, I do um, also bring in protective energies. But with that, I do that even when I may be going to a particular place and am not practicing Reiki at all. So it's really a matter of um, your level of comfort and what it is that you feel guided to do that's best for you. But again, keep in mind, regardless if you're doing Reiki or not, we're exchanging energies with each other all the time. So I do feel um, in my own practice, it's very important to clear your space after your sessions as well as before. So, you know, disconnect from the person that you're working on energetically. Make sure that they have their energies back and make sure that you have your energies back. And again, just like you can clear your space before the session, you can also clear and sage and do all of that when the session is complete. Um, And... I'll do one more question because of time. Um, I got a few emails asking what's the differences in the levels of Reiki training. So Reiki Level 1 is very foundational practice. And let me pause for a moment. There are different types of Reiki out there. Um, I personally am trained in three different types of Reiki. So For the levels that I'm talking about right now, they're very specific to Western Yasui Reiki. Um, So level one is foundational. You'll learn about the history of Reiki. You'll receive a Reiki level one attunement. And after that, you will be able to perform Reiki for yourself and others um, hands-on through touch. In Reiki level two, you become attuned to the Reiki sacred symbols. And you also learn how to do distant sessions. You can do um, Reiki for people without being in the same physical space. And then in Reiki level three, which is also considered master level, in that level of Reiki, you learn how to attune other people to Reiki energy. And um, in that, you can also learn how to teach Reiki. Uh, One of the things I want to point out with that is a lot of people um, think that if you're a Reiki master level, that means you've mastered Reiki. Master does not mean that you've mastered the practice. It's important for all the Reiki practitioners to know that Reiki grows with you. 
So your level of practice that you put into it will really dictate how much you learn and how well energy flows through you. So regardless if you're Reiki level one or your master level, your practice and what you put into it is going to make um, the difference in how well you perform Reiki or how comfortable you are with it or how much you know or learn about it. So the more you put into your practice and the more you work on yourself, the greater the experience. So that's all um, I have time to share with you today. Of course, if you have any more questions about Reiki, you can always email me. You can contact me through my website, which is uchi.com. That's Y-E-W-C-H-I.com. And um, I want to remind everyone that the Manifest Your Vision for 2015 webinar is coming up. It's in January. However, registration is already taking place and um, space is filling up. So if you do want to join us for that webinar, be sure to register for that today. And you want to do that before December 3rd because right now it's free. But after December 3rd, it will cost, I believe, $25 um, to attend the webinar. So join today um, and you'll receive free access. And you can get more information on that through my website as well. And if you want to work with me or have a session with me, all of that you can get at uchi.com. So that's all for tonight. And I hope that everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving. I will talk to you all next Wednesday. Good night. <laughs>